0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring 20's podcast. Today we have on with us Ashley Deloro. She is an online women's fitness coach and the founder of SoulFit Sisters, and she transforms lives by coaching women on how to make their souls fit. I love it. Hello, Ashley. Thank you so much for joining
2: us. Thank you so much for having me. And just hearing you say that just gave me all the feels because, you know, like when you're on this entrepreneur Journey. It takes you a while to really feel into your space. So mm. hearing you say that just literally, like, I felt that in my soul.
0: <laughs> I love it. I, and when I was like looking at your stuff, I was like, I just love the whole concept of it, like the whole message of it. And we're gonna talk about some really interesting topics and some deep, very real, raw topics today. So we're so excited to to have you, Ashley. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Yay. So before we get started with all of that stuff, go ahead, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, and how old you are, if you don't mind saying. So oh, yeah. yeah. We're in 20s. I so. know. <laughs> so my name is Ashley Deloro. I am
2: 33 years old. Um, I'm originally from Massachusetts, but I've been in Westerly, Rhode Island for the past seven years. That's where my husband's from. Um, I'm an online health coach um, and a regional vice president with Arbonne, and I have a little boy named Sunny. He is the my world, my why, um, and he'll be one, yeah, one in like four weeks, which is wild to me.
1: I know, insane, insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. In all, in all the best ways, all of it. Um, <laughs> so I know we're gonna get into some really fun topics, but I guess to start somewhere, um, why did you start Soulfit Sisters, and how did you kind of get into this mm. coaching realm?
2: So back. After I graduated college, I moved to Florida, I just needed like a change I didn't really go away from from for for school so and i'm very family oriented. like I hang out with my parents. Like family is everything to me, so I never really strayed from the nest like went far enough that I was still home type of thing, so I made the big leap, I went to Fort Lauderdale for three years. Um, Long story short, I got into a very toxic relationship and I just I literally I, I'll never forget it. I got out of the shower one day and I just like looked at myself and it was more like I just wasn't happy with like how I felt in my skin but I also like I every day was like groundhog day so I just like it was my rock bottom and it was an abusive relationship um and one that I stayed in for way too long so I just like you don't realize when you're in that toxic relationship how it's stripping you of your worth and like that day that I like was in the mirror I just remember crying and like it was almost like my aha moment so I literally researched a competitive bodybuilding I always wanted to do that my dad got me into the gym back in high school and I would see the girls in like the bikinis and I always wanted to do it but I never went through with it So I ended up competing and through that process, like fitness literally saved, saved, saved me, saved my life. And I remember back in 2013, like I, it was, I reached a moment after I did my first show. It's like I, through that process of like training like I committed to myself, I, you know, I got out of that relationship. And it really just ultimately changed the whole direction of my life. So after I competed and saw how I took myself from such a dark place and like a toxic relationship, and I, me, like nobody else, like put the work in and, and like showed up, I wanted to give back, I wanted to give that feeling back to other women, just to know that you don't need anybody else. You just got to look like internally at you, you know? So that was in 2013. I started with like, my first like fitness was like Ashes Fit. <laughs> Who knows? So, you know, it takes a little while to kind of like evolve. And um, my last show, I competed in nationals in 2016. And during that process, again, I am on a mission to Yes, I want you to feel good. I don't think there's anything wrong about like losing weight and like, you know, toning, tightening, but like I want to help you work on in here because no matter how much weight you lose, no matter how much progress you make, if you are not working on like your soul and your mind, like it's never going to, like, you're always going to be chasing the next best thing. So soul fit sisters at the time, like, me and my sister were kind of going through this whole like transformative process together. So we were um, on a golf cart ride drinking wine, and we're like, all right, we want to help people get, like, we're soul, like, we're connected at our soul, fitness is a huge part, and we're sisters, so that's really how the name came to be, but um, the, the, right? the mission I behind it. it, so some know, and uh, good talk with your sister uh, Mm -hmm. is really how it kind of all all started.
0: Oh my goodness. And from where it started to where you are now, it's obviously grown a lot. How has it how has it changed or evolved since since that day with your sister?
2: Yeah, I think as you grow as a human and as a coach, it ultimately like elevates your coaching programs. Mm -hmm. So I just I'm I've been so honest with my clients like as I learn I teach so I feel like I'm still I still have that core mission back in you know 2013 where I truly want to help women like just fall in love with themselves and really know that like you you it's you like you don't need anybody else like it's it's you so that core message has not changed I think like the the level and like the the intricacy, I guess, like to my coaching programs has evolved as I've evolved, but like the mission has stayed the same.
1: I love that for sure. I think it's like one of those things that are, that's so cool that you could just tell, like something that I really appreciate um, is when people are like, hey, like we're figuring this out. Here's like all the experience I have, but I'm still like mm-hmm. in the trenches with you, continuing mm-hmm. to up level, continuing to evolve. Like, I think that's just so admirable. And then also something that's cool is like, I think as an entrepreneur, it's it's so powerful when women like continue to to work on themselves, like to continue to invest in themselves. Because like you said, I think it makes such an impact on the level of expertise that you're able to provide because you're continuing to like, it's not like you reach this threshold and then it's like, oh, that's it. You know, this is the version of me that I don't know if I want to say I'm settling for, but this is like, this is it. Like, I think that's one of the things that I love about women with an entrepreneurial spirit is they continue to like invest in themselves and continue to like challenge, you know, new heights, seek new things. And I think it just, honestly adds to the value that they're able to provide to their clients just yeah. because you know there's no there's no stopping it's just you know constantly growing in different ways so that's super super cool and we love your mission we love everything that you stand for Thank you so much um because we believe in the same like we've seen it in yeah. our own wellness journeys overall that like it does start in here like everything that you feel about yourself so much of it starts within your thoughts the way that you think about mm-hmm. what you're doing your intentions Um, And when we fixate so deeply on some sort of end result without working on what's going on inside of our minds, it can be so detrimental. So I'm really glad that you place such an emphasis on something when I think we're in a world that's very, you know, a lot of people are chasing after perhaps a specific lifestyle or maybe even do have some aesthetic goals or something like that. But to not, I think that's where we get it wrong a lot of times is we don't focus on what's inside. Well, for so
2: long, I was that person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I want the the abs and like, listen, there's nothing wrong with abs. Like, but I was that person. Like I was always chasing like just the look or like the, the, the relationship or the guy that was going to make me feel better or the job. Like I forget what podcast, maybe it was, oh, you know what? It was Matthew McConaughey's speech that he did at one of his award shows. And he, it was so beautiful and it hit home to me. He's like, I'm always chasing like. The next version of myself, you know? And it's like, I look at it like if I can go from a place where I, oh, I was sabotage Sally, like I would always be negative. I compare myself to everybody. But if I can be at a point right now where I'm teaching you how like to love yourself, like, so can you, you know, like I was that negative girl, but I kept chasing, like, I knew that version of myself was out there somewhere. I just needed to keep chasing her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Also, I love Matthew McConaughey. So my heart (laughs) skipped a beat when you said his name, (laughs) but obviously like your whole fitness journey played a large role into, into this process of self-discovery but for the girl that is in that place that is still like the sabotage sally that is you know has maybe lost pieces of herself or her worth what would you say to her like where would you tell her to start if she if she is trying to chase that better version of herself now one thing that totally i think was like the catalyst
2: to my self-development was reading i read books after, book, and I was never a reader. I was that, like when I would see people read on the beach, I'm like, how are they doing that? I just wasn't reading the right things. So, you know, you become the books you read. And I read personal development books over and over and over and over. And I read the same book over and over and over and over again. Like, and I implemented what I was reading. Like, so that I think just start there. And there's so many, like the one thing, uh, Miracle Morning, unfuck fuck Yourself, sorry, uh, by- You're uh, allowed to close Okay. <laughs> uh, that one totally changed my life, um, but there's there's so many, I could go on and on, but I think just starting with filling your cup every day, like if you are in that negative space, I always say like the world life is gonna smack you every day. It's gonna like test you every day. You have a live-in roommate up here, Ursula, I call her. And like she's constantly trying to kick your ass so like every day you need to do something that's going to help you put your armor on and like fight back. So whether that's like podcasts or or journaling or I was a huge journal meditating like I think the easiest thing would be podcasts or reading and like follow through with and implement it would be like my biggest piece of advice.
1: Definitely. We love all things self-development. Thank and I think so. that I I love what you said mm-hmm. about like being prepared for those thoughts and, and those things to come up. Because I think a lot of times, something that I personally honestly see myself running into every now and then, maybe more often than I recognize sometimes is that, because of all of this self-development work that we've done very intentionally I think sometimes we get like hung up on like dang it like why are these things still happening why am I still having negative thoughts and whatnot but I think setting up this expectation that like those things are going to happen and it's really about how we react that we can either observe them um, or we can give them all this attention and wonder why the heck um, you know this all happens so (laughs) uh, I love that and I think that it's, it's a great piece of advice because often just like filling our ears with different things that aren't just these negative thoughts mm-hmm. uh, can make all the difference. Um, to kind of switch gears a little bit yeah. just because Of course, so much of what you talk about on your page is so related to fitness and wellness, and it's so inspiring. So you guys, please make sure to check out um, Ashley's page in every way she has so much to offer. But we actually, uh, she was so open with us to share different pieces of her story that we thought would bring so much value to our listeners just because it's a topic we haven't touched on. So to switch those gears, you're a newer mama, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you mentioned to us that the path to getting to be a mom wasn't one that you quite expected. So do you Mm -hmm. mind sharing a little bit of your story when it comes to how that whole process went about?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, I want to first say, you know, you're told your whole life by your parents like you look at a penis and you're going to get pregnant, and then like that's not the case. Okay, <laughs> that is not the case. It's very so, true. So true. My uh, me, my husband and I got married, and then we we obviously I we both always knew we wanted a family, um, and. Start started to try. I got pregnant and then I had a miscarriage. It was like I can't even explain to you. Like the second a woman sees a positive test, their entire life change yeah. changes. So, like it, it just I can't even explain to you like the level of like hurt. So then you know we started trying again, and you know I'm still hopeful. I'm you know it was very it was only a couple months and then we got pregnant again and we go for the first ultrasound which is like around eight weeks and i was spotting and like you don't know the first time you're pregnant like what the heck is going on so they're and you know everything you read they're like yeah spotting is normal i'm like okay but i knew i was like something's like not right i'm just not going to say it like whatever we went to the first ultrasound and you know my poor husband like I at least knew that on the screen you're supposed to see something. You don't need to like kind of fish around, you know. So I just saw black, and I just knew, and I didn't even know what an ectopic pregnancy was. And if anybody's listening, and you don't know what that is, it basically is when the egg grows outside of the fallopian tube, and it can be extreme. It can be it's deathly. Like, and if it ruptures, you can bleed to death. So that happened. Um, So I had to go. can either get surgery or you can get what's called mexotrexate shots it's like a form of chemo so i had to get two rounds of that and then your body has to like regulate again and then we kept trying kept trying and um i swear i feel like and there's so much stress around your first you know especially when you want something so bad and you you have it's out of your control like it's just so frustrating and i like can't even describe like the pain you feel when you go through something like that but we actually finally got pregnant like the last hurrah (laughs) and um and now you know we have sunny i had the most beautiful pregnancy ever and postpartum journey but infertility is something like and i didn't talk about it when i had my miscarriage I was because you feel like ashamed you feel like there's something wrong with you you feel like your husband's gonna leave you like all these thoughts like pour into you and I worked so hard to like love my body and like it took me back to a place where I'm like shaming my body you know so I was like working through that too but infertility is something that like I said it's not it's more common To have miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies than it is to like try and get pregnant the first time and everything's fine. So um, it took me a while to talk about the ectopic, but. I eventually did. And I ended up connecting with so many women because of it. So. I
0: mean, we talked about it a little bit before we started the show, but I think it is something that a, that a lot of women do experience and have to go through it alone in a lot of ways, because also, of course, like you could have like a super, you know, in a, in a relationship, like you can have your partner, but you're still kind of going through it alone. I could imagine. And to be able to have you know, other women who have had a similar experience to talk to, I'm sure, will be really healing for people, or at least to hear someone's story and then see how they came out on the other side. So I just can't thank you enough for sharing it and allowing this space to open up for other women. Yeah, of course, for yeah. other women to share their story or to to feel, even if they don't want to share their story, just to hear someone else's and maybe yeah. feel a little less alone. I think that it's extremely powerful, and I know yeah. it's not an easy thing to talk about. So we're really, really grateful that you're trusting us with with this and um, getting to talk to us about it. But I do have a question on perspective and relationship to your body when you were going through that, because you are a person that does have such a cognizant relation to your body, because it's so much of what you do. How, how did going, you mentioned it a little bit, but like, how did going through this, maybe shift your perspective on your own body? And Mm. how, how have you healed from that since? So
2: I'll be honest, when I was going through the ectopic, I was like, I had so many moments of like just shaming my body and like just sabotage like I was a 100% like in like a depression state and um, I think the one thing that kind of saved me is I'm very like like I call myself all, all the time, like I'm always like, you know, talking to myself. And I'm like, all right, Ash, if you preach on your platform and you preach to your clients that the universe is always guiding you, like, or whatever you believe in, like, if you believe that everything happens for a reason and you are, that's your mantra and you're trying to get other women to believe that, then like, okay, yeah, that's easy to believe and stand behind, when everything's going your way, but like right now, like everything's totally against you. So like what do you really believe in that? Or is this just something you're saying? So like I like called myself out. And I mean, thank my husband's my best friend. He he definitely played a massive role in in my like kind of calling myself out. So I remember that conversation and I just started journaling. And I'm like, and I literally just started like journaling to like my body, to my future self and I think the one thing that just saved me was just diving more into like my spirituality and like actually figuring out what do you believe in? And I truly in my heart believe that everything is happening for a reason. And now standing here talking to both of you, like I would go through 500 ectopic pregnancies if it gave me my son, you know, like, and I knew that I think when you're in a moment, it's like, what do you believe in? And that's, I, I truly think that that was the one thing that like carried me through.
1: Difficult when you're, like you said, in the thick of it to have that belief. Like, not that it's not, you know, not that it's a piece of cake, I'm sure, to talk about today now that you have your son, right? But I feel like it's one thing to talk about it after you've been through it and have overcame, but to be able to have these types of conversations while you're in the thick of it, when you're not sure, like what's going to come of it is so powerful. So I'm curious about this. And if the answer is no, no big deal. I'm just curious. because I've had these thoughts personally. Um, Having a child anytime soon is not like in my ether of thinking. However, um, I've had my own phases of not to say that you've had extreme dieting, but anyways, I've had phases of extreme dieting where I've thought Mm -hmm. to myself, like, have I broken my body? Like, you know, stuff like that. Did you ever have thoughts like that? um, Of Mm -hmm. like, is this my fault for, you know, maybe having this? Yeah. For sure. Could you dive into that a little? Because I feel like, um, you know, phases of extremity, because we're not always taught Mm -hmm. the most sustainable things can play such a role in our bodies and, and our development and whatnot. So how did that, how did you navigate those thoughts and how did you make peace with them ultimately
2: yeah so I you know I came from a competitive background so it is like extreme of extremes I would never do it again I'm grateful for where it got me but um I a hundred percent thought like oh if I never competed if I never dieted for like a year and a half like maybe that wouldn't have happened and then while I was trying that first time I got pregnant I was working I was um part of my health coaching membership it's it's a membership so like there's recorded videos like um and i was in the process of building that so i was working out seven days a week i was like heavily stressed like i wasn't in a in a control list situation of like getting pregnant i wasn't focusing on the things that i could control like my nutrition my mindset my exercise like so i think like yes i would be lying to you if i i blamed myself for a lot and i knew that after the ectopic like i still was doing that i still was like in that restrictive way of thinking like i'm like okay well i want i need to be 125 pounds like before i get pregnant because then i'm going to gain all like i was still in that toxic toxic way of thinking and then i actually ended up going to acupuncture because i knew i needed a way to like just get my chi in line and just like relax so um she actually gave me a couple dietary like recommendations and depending on like what when my cycle is happening she's like okay you love intense workouts like 20 minute intense workouts like do that on x cycle um so and i actually ended up getting sick um in december so i totally just gave my body a rest during the week i was like ovulating and I'm not saying that this is why I got pregnant, but it's. I believe it. It was. I was going to acupuncture one, uh, twice a week, and then during that time of when I was ovulating, I didn't do anything but walk. So I think af- after seeing like where I was so extreme, and those two things happened versus when I relaxed and like de-stressed and like really poured into my my body, and then got pregnant. A whole like when I saw that positive test I was like okay like I get it now like you need to release the extremes and like you need to give your body love like you need to start treating her with like. A lot more respect than you have, and I swear I think during my pregnancy was where I really found like this newfound love and appreciation for my body. Like, I love my body. I love I love watching it change. I thought being pregnant was like the most badass thing you could do. Like, so being pregnant, I think really allowed me to truly step away from any type of like extreme. I hope that answered your question.
1: Yeah, oh, it totally did. Um, I just, I, w- I was really curious and that's exactly, you answered it in the exact way I, fully that I, that I hoped just because I, I do think that a lot of people, for whatever reasons it may be, but especially if you took things to an extreme. And I know, I mean, I've personally never been a bodybuilder, but I know the levels to which, you know, you take things for a certain aesthetic look or you're literally being judged on your body and other things. Um, so I can imagine just that feeling like, I know I've had thoughts of like, even with the versions in which I've participated in of dieting, I've been like, have I broken my body for good? Like, did this thing that I, that I took or this thing that I did or this thing that I did for a long period of time that was unsustainable, like, did that, in fact impact my future self and that wasn't even my intention you know so absolutely so thank you for sharing that
2: it makes makes me oh sorry Ashley go ahead if it makes you feel better I've done like diet pills I've done like you name the diet I've probably done it so like if you're second guessing what you've done I probably have done it like 10 times more like so if that makes you feel any better like Yeah. yeah
0: thank you it just, it makes me, it makes me a little, little infuriated, like the, just the amount of pressure that society puts on women in relationship to their bodies. Like, of course, I mean, we talk a lot about on this show about this, like the societal pressures to look a certain way or, you know, how women view their bodies and body shaming and all of that. But also like, I never really thought about it in relationship to also like this pressure to, that a woman has in relationship to her body in when it comes to conceiving and how they can both be related and just like, it's just, I'm like having this like (laughs) realization right now. So like, it's not going to be eloquent, but just really how much women take on and how much we have to like rely on this thing that we're given that we have like virtually no control over and how, how much a woman's worth, I'm doing air quotes, is related to how she looks or if she can or cannot carry a child and it's just it's I have no other word than like infuriating to me because it's like you're given all of this pressure to do this thing with your body that like sorry we don't really always have control over yeah
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely it's so and then
2: take it a step further yeah my biggest pet peeve is when people are like oh are you going to get your body like are you, oh you'll bounce right back like you'll get your body back i'm like i never oh, oh, dare like, you. i never lost my body like yeah. a like my body actually just became more of a badass for bearing a child like okay. so and that's another reason why i am just like preaching self love it's like
0: yeah, i get your yeah my body changed
2: but like i didn't lose her
0: right you know like yeah she yeah. evolved and
1: grew with you right, right. Like right. as we're supposed to. Right. Yeah. And it's so crazy because I think about like certain things and I've heard other people think this, but I know I've thought it too in the past, like the very first time that I ever quote unquote successfully, but really unsuccessfully, um, had lost weight. Like I remember literally having the thought and like, I'm ashamed to say this out loud, but I ha- remember having the thought and I'm the type of person who's like, I'm very like, I get, I don't know if motherly, but like, I'm a you know the caretaker of my friends like I've always known for the most part that I want to be a mom and after that happened I said to myself "Mm, I don't know if I want to be a mom because it's going to be so much work to get all this weight off again and like I'm so ashamed to say that but I know for but there's no shot that I'm the only one that's had that thought. definitely not alone in that and it's like it's so sad because you're like not only are there standards on a woman in general but then also on how things may change throughout that and then like you said after. So did you feel, I don't know if I'm going to phrase this correctly, but like, did you feel when you weren't sure if you would be able to conceive, like, did you have thoughts just because these standards placed on women of like, I don't know, feeling like less of a woman is the word, but like, almost like you owed, um, not even your partner, but like, I can't find the right words. Like, did you feel like a sense of responsibility and inferiority as a result of not feeling like you could give this thing, not only to yourself, but I guess to your relationship? I definitely
2: had moments of, oh my God, my husband's going to leave me, mm. but then I'm like, all right, Ash, you're getting pregnant. Like I never had the thought that I was not going to have a baby. Mm. And I can honestly wholeheartedly say that. And I, like, I, ne- I'm like, all right, like, what is the positives? Like you're pos- like you're always positive, like in this situation, like pull something from it. Like pull something from it. me and my husband got closer. We communicated better. We healed together. Um, I got closer with the women inside my membership because they were the first people I told. I connected with more women about you know their struggles. But I'm like, I always believed that I was gonna be, get pregnant. I'm like, you're getting pregnant. You're just missing the last step. Like something's getting confused in there, you know. So I, I truly never had the thought of like I wouldn't be able to get pregnant we did talk about like all right if we try we were coming up to that like year point and usually that's when your doctors like start talking options so I definitely let my mind go there I'm like all right we're gonna have to like either start saving we're gonna like I would have exhausted my options um until I got pregnant like I never thought I would not not be pregnant
0: to a woman who is struggling, like, and maybe starting to get discouraged, like, what would you say to her to like, keep, keep her positivity up or like to, you know, not lose that self-worth or that self-love while she's on this journey?
2: Great question. So I'm a firm believer you get what you give to the world. And again, in a control list situation, you need to focus on the things you can control your mindset, your nutrition, your nutrition your exercise how you like manage stress like orient filling your cup like just focusing on the things that you actually can control because it is not it's not up to you you know you don't get to decide and I it's funny because I remember being like all right I'm gonna try to get pregnant we're gonna get pregnant here and then I'm gonna have the baby here and then like the like it's like what are you talking about that you gotta just let it be and when you actually like just continue to give love and like hope and like gratitude like i promise you it's going to come back to you so i think again just like if you only focus on what's not happening that's what's going to continue to like continue to happen so i think just focus on the things you can control like your nutrition your mindset and like your your movement like I focus on like actually being
1: healthy and I think things uh-huh. so tightly to like, it's going to happen. Don't know when, don't know how, but it's gonna, um, it really is so powerful, just like you said, but being that you are an entrepreneur and a clearly very high achiever and hard worker, um, how was transitioning like to this motherhood life act after you, you uh-huh. did have your son, um, with having such a large workload, like what, boundaries and expectations did you set for yourself did you set with others you know all that stuff
2: so i was in i start i'm um, when i was pregnant i started my second business with arbon and my son once i found out it was a boy i'm like even before that i'm like i just i want to be so much for him and i want to give him like the most amazing life so my why for like hustling and like he was behind it all. And I knew I didn't want to go back to personal training. And I know my results aren't typical, like, you know, you can go to earnings.arbon.com to find like what's typical, but I knew that Arban was going, if I put the work in, was going to be a way for me to just stay home fully. So his he was my why. Um, I mean, I had plenty of breakdowns those first four weeks. Um, but I just like buckled up and when he was, you know, sleeping, I worked, I was organized. I continued to set like daily goals. I, you know, I, I do have that, like, if I'm going to say, I'm going to do something like I'm going to do it. So I just always had that mindset of like, no, I'm going to hustle until I get to X because of him, you know, so he was my, why he carried me through and it was hard, but. I didn't put so much workload on my plate i think that's truly that was one thing i was actually nervous about because i was doing so much like while i was pregnant i'm like how am i going to like juggle all this and like it wasn't perfect but like i didn't stop you know so i just i just kept making those daily goals and you know it was all for him so
1: it still is Absolutely. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I think that that gives a lot of hope because i I think there is this, and I guess it depends on what type of life people want for themselves, but I do think that i'm I'm certain being a mom is probably a lot and overwhelming, but I think it's very beautiful that you're able to you know give so much to your baby that you love, and then also be able to fill your cup in other ways, um, through using him as your why and using him as, as your purpose. But I think it just gives a lot of hope and like, you don't have to sacrifice everything that you love and care for and aspire for, um, because you're taking care of, of a small child.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of women lose, it's easy to lose yourself when you have a kid. Yeah. And what makes me a good mom, a good partner, a good friend, a good coach is like, when I'm, like, accomplishing stuff, when I'm, like, achieving my goals, when I'm showing up for myself, so, like, I knew that if I just punted all that, I, like, I wouldn't be the best me, it's, like, you still, like, yes, Sunny is my life, but I still make sure, like, my needs, like, are met, because mm-hmm. that's how I'm better for him, like, that's why I, you know, like, for work and make goals and fitness and nutrition. Like, I knew that if I just let that all go, and listen, I didn't do everything at once. Like, if I was doing what I'm doing now, like that week one, no way. I out. But I just, if I just let that all go, like, that's what lights me up. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. You know, in any relationship, obviously what a mom has to give to a child is greater than usually what we have to give to other relationships, but we can show up for other people if we aren't for showing up for ourselves. And I think that that's so important. And speaking of showing up for yourself, do you have any like daily practices or rituals or routines that you do every day for yourself?
2: Um, Yeah, ever. I always listen to a podcast, whether I'm like whether I was like nursing him, whether I was like going for a walk with him, whether I was feeding him, like, or audibles, like I always, always do that. Before Sunny, I would journal a lot. Um, I, I keep a diary for him just like when like little moments happen. So I don't forget them. So like that's kind of transitioned into my journaling. Um, but yeah, I, I always, always listen to podcasts always.
0: Always love it. What's uh, your favorite one? Other than Rory? Yeah. yeah.
2: He, his podcast isn't for everybody. Um, but my, I'm, I like somebody who's just real, um, Andy for
1: podcast
2: is like, has totally changed my life.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Debbie Neal is more for like, um, network marketing, uh, but she's absolutely amazing. Uh, Ed Milet is really good as well. Jay Shetty is one of my favorites. Um, The mindset mentor is another amazing one, so I kind of cycle through those same ones, um, but it just like. That's just, it's like someone just speaking to you like every day. Like, you need that, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, that's what I need to be like, okay, check yourself, let's go, (laughs) you know? Uh, 100%.
0: Like, gets you outside of yourself. Yeah. Instead of going into all of those rabbit hole thoughts that we can all do, like, just gets you outside of yourself, gets you motivated. Like, I know I certainly need that extra push some days. So, yeah, I'm totally on board with that. Ashley, Mm. this has been so incredible. We cannot thank you enough for being so vulnerable and honest with us and sharing your story with us. I know for a fact that it is going to be healing and encouraging and helpful to anybody that he, that hears it. Um, we just have two little last questions for you before we let you go. Yeah. Um, and we ask this to all our guests, but if you could tell your 20s year old self one thing
2: to be anything
0: what would you tell 20 year old ashley
2: what would i tell the 20 year old ashley oh okay um until you believe something is you're choosing to believe that it's not so Mm -hmm. for so long i didn't believe in myself and i always was just searching for like the that opportunity or that relationship or like that person to like change my life and it wasn't until i like believed in myself and believed like what i wanted out of life was going to happen i didn't care when it was going to happen but like it's going to happen that's just when my whole entire life changed so like until you really believe in yourself and like your dreams and like what you want out of life, you're choosing to believe that it's not gonna happen.
1: And I think that's yeah. a really big role in like Julie and I were talking about the other day. Um, that we fill our ears with so many, you know, beautiful, influential things and we read all the personal development things, but that at yeah. the end of the day, like, yes, of course, people can impact you, but at the end of the day, you are the one that has control over your actions and yeah. your thoughts. And like, um, I think sometimes we look for people to like not to save us too much, but to, to give us like this one key thing when like we can really mesh all of the things to create something beautiful and take action on it ourselves and, and choose to believe every single day. So I really love that. Um, and then our last question for you is where can people find you? So if they want to connect with you, if they want to see anything that it is that you have to share, where can they connect with you?
2: Uh, yeah. Um, Instagram, my handle is Ashley underscore Deloro, and then on Facebook, it's Ashley Deloro as well.
0: Amazing. Perfect. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so. Thank so much. Thank you so much. Again. You
2: ladies are amazing, and just like what you're doing. Like I said, I, if I had this podcast when I was in my twenties, I would be freaking. <laughs> I would be like the next. Oh my God! I don't even know how it would change my life, but like what you're doing and like who you're bringing on and just like the impact you're making, like it, you're making a dent in the, in the world, you really are. And like, I'm, I feel so honored and like, like I can feel the genuineness and like the realness. Like I said, when we first started, like through your pages and like, just keep doing you. Cause you both are freaking rocking it out. And I literally am so grateful that I got to connect with you. And it's this so was just, crazy. this was amazing. So thank you for letting me share my story.
0: The honor is seriously ours. Ashley, thank you so, so much. Everyone go follow Ashley on Instagram. She has so much great stuff out there. And thank you so much, Ashley. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love. Brenda and Julia.